Well, hello there. Welcome to Job Jumpers, the podcast for those of us who jump from crappy job to crappy job. Like always, you're here with me, your host, Connor Mack. Today on the show, I have my new pal, Jamie, who is a longtime server, uh, bouncing around from restaurant to restaurant. And then COVID happened, and uh, she had the opportunity to, to change things up in a really cool way. Um, so I, I thought it was a really, really fun story and a great chat. Um, so, hey, without further ado, here's my chat with Jamie. All right, everybody. Welcome to Job Jumpers. Uh, today on the show, I have my new friend, Jamie. Uh, Jamie, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course. So so you, uh, you, you're, you're in Hawaii, which is pretty exciting and and uh i mean just just sounds like a uh you know dream to live at yeah it's it's my favorite place to live so far <laughs> that's awesome um yeah no i i uh i like didn't even think about um there being a time difference um it's like a different time zone than even uh California I saw so that's that's yeah uh, it, gets, it gets confusing especially because we don't participate in daylight savings time oh yeah so sometimes the east coast is five hours ahead of us and sometimes it's six so you kind of also have to keep track of what time of year it is too that yeah that that sounds really annoying for you guys in particular because because I mean um it is when you have to get a hold of companies that on the continental United States or you have family and stuff it does make it difficult sometimes to uh coordinate those kind of resources but yeah yeah for the no. most part yeah sure. it's great yeah yeah i mean you know it's a trade-off i guess that that sounds like it would be worth it um but but yeah so so uh, you know based on on the little bit that you you shared with me uh so far it seems like we we might have uh you know done s- similar work um at at certain points of our uh of our lives um but but to, you know to start us off i i like to get um to know like the, the the person behind the job because you know whenever you go to like a new uh place or you meet a, a new group of people they they ask you what do you do and um of course they're they're asking you what what you do for work that's kind of the common, right. common way to to ask the question but i i always thought that that was kind of um it it didn't seem right to me because I feel like, oh, I, I do a lot more than just work. I am a lot more than what I do. Um, so taking work out of the equation, Jamie, um, what do you do? <laughs> so that that's funny that you would say that, though, because normally I agree with you. Like, I was always taught that when you ask someone that, it's basically so people can use it to gauge how much respect they give you. Sure, sure. I mean, yeah, if you say you're a doctor, you're a garbage man, they're going to treat you differently. Absolutely. Um, but. So actually what I do do now actually has become my life. So that's pretty much (laughs) it. So that's kind of funny that you would say that. Like before it was always like it was just a job, but then I kind of started my own company. So now it is my thing. Yeah. Well, that's not always a bad thing. You know, if it's, if it uh, works for you, then, you know, it's one of the same. Some, you know, sometimes people do, do enormously fulfilling things that, that like, it's it's okay to to be your identity i think that's that's cool too so yeah so cur- currently what i actually what i currently do is i own a company in hawaii where we do um events and uh, luxury picnics so oh, we cool. own uh oahu premier picnics so we're the people that like come and set up like cute beachside picnics and family things and hotel room setups and parties and that kind of stuff okay yeah sounds like a lot of uh you know kind of kind of you know planning event planning and catering and all that good stuff yes very cool yeah yeah i've i've <clears throat> i have done a little bit of that but i can imagine um you know running that company yourself or or you know being at the top of that uh organization that seems like there's a lot of uh, moving parts at all times yes it's pretty much a 27 hour a day eight day a week thing oh my goodness yeah you're you're just like inventing hours you're, you're just pulling hours out of nowhere <laughs> um, pretty much so so let's go back to the beginning here um do you 
consider yourself a job jumper? Uh, you most definitely, <laughs> most definitely. I would usually average uh, pre-COVID. I would average probably anywhere from five to eight W twos a year. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's that's impressive. I I, uh, I I feel like there there's a couple of years that I've gone that high. Um, but I, 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 I'm terrible. I haven't kept, kept track cause I was just like, so, so ashamed. I'm like, no, I'm just going to forget about these jobs. Like, you know, I, I, I don't even count them, but, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, um, at, at, you know, tax season every year, I get like a bunch of, uh, W2s in the mail. I'm like, wait, oh yeah, I did work there for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And my tax guy would always look at me like, what are you doing all yeah. year long? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's that's just how it is, you know. Um I I always think, you know, like I I I don't like to to judge a book by its cover, um but I I do know when I walk into a job and like the vibe is just off. And um you know, I I depending on on, you know, the atmosphere and the actual position itself, like all, you know, I'll give it a chance, but, but I have always thought like, you know, cause the common wisdom is like, Oh, you got to give it at least a year for your resume to see if you like it. I'm like, that is a year of my life. Like that. Yeah. That's too long. Yeah. Eight months. Eight months is good. Yeah, that was sure. how I, that was how I always ended up with so many jobs. Like I would work an average of eight months and I always had, because life is expensive. I've always had two or three jobs at a time. Sure. sure. So if, if I have one job and I stay to it for eight months and halfway through, I get another job and I'm eight months there. And then, and then I quit that first job and get replaced that. That's how you rack up so many yeah, W2s. That's yeah, you're absolutely right. That's, that's a great point. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you, yeah, you can stockpile them, I guess. Um, so let's just get into it. Um, you know, in, in as little or as, um, much detail as you want i i'd like to know you know your job jumping story from from the beginning to because it seems like you've gone through a lot of changes over the course of the last few years especially so so i'd, I'd like to hear uh you know your journey from from yourself so i actually got my um first waitressing job um by lying <laughs> it was kind of nice. funny <laughs> um i was eight months pregnant and desperately needed a job and i was had moved to chicago and nobody wanted to hire me obviously because i was eight months pregnant <laughs> and no no restaurant wanted to give me a serving job because not only was i pregnant i didn't have any experience so i decided to make up a whole bunch of experience knowing from the my hometown knowing that at the time it was only like 1997 98 they wouldn't go back and check nice. like who's gonna go check and make sure i actually waited tables at this particular restaurant so yeah that's yeah. how i got my first serving job at a Denny's and I learned real quickly how to read upside down and then after that it was just I got addicted to that easy money even though the job was hard the money was great it was nice going home every single day with the money so I eventually like it was about going to the restaurant where I could make the most amount of money yeah yeah that that's um you know I think that's smart yeah it's it's like tough especially with with uh serving positions because because a lot of them they kind of want you to to fall right into the routine and and kind of know know what you're doing right away but that's just not possible for everybody so i mean a lot of the times it's it's a it's it's a smart thing to maybe fib on on uh your resume and the interview well, you, you, it was one of, it was the third shift Denny's. So, I mean, Denny's, if you've ever been there, their menu is extensive. Oh, I yeah. was never going to learn, I was never going to learn it. And it was third shift. So it was after all the bars and strip clubs and all that let out. So it was all drunk people. You were getting all the wackos. So, yeah. So you learn really quickly that you can BS the job as long as your people skills are really, really good. And I have, a excellent personality for serving and it yeah. was just i'm the things that are needed to be a good server i do automatically like i can mm. read upside down so i never have to study the menu because i can sit there and read it while you're ordering right from it that's I have so excellent smart. internal 
excellent internal timing. I never even have to wear a watch and I can still tell you exactly how long it's been since I put that order in and when it should be coming out of the kitchen. Like I have good, I can carry trays even though I can't walk upright, but (laughs) uh, you know, I could carry a lot. So there were, there were things that I had soft skills that I had that made me excel at that particular industry. Yeah. And there, there, but those were also the same things that made me have to jump jobs because I could get along great with somebody who's sitting there paying 20% of their check. But my coworkers or my managers, not so much. Uh-huh, so I would story. have to, I would have to switch jobs. A lot. I would have to switch restaurants the staff and, and I would get sick of each other real fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause, cause it seems like even though you're hitting all the right notes and the, 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 the guests, you know, love you, um, you know, doing things sometimes in an unorthodox way, it, it, it uh, rubs, rubs upper management or, uh, uh, you know, people that, that, that are kind of following the book, it rubs them the, the wrong way. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do have a little bit of, uh, of serving experience and, and, you know, for me, it's always been like, like, you know, you know kind of exhilarating just cause the pace is a lot of the time it's like really fast paced and you're running around all the time. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of nice cause, cause the shifts go by fast and you're like, damn, I did all that. It was actually perfect. I didn't know at the time I started working in restaurants that I had ADHD, but it was it was actually the kind of perfect job for somebody like me with a big personality and also having ADHD because it forced me to like hyper focus on what yeah. I was doing. Uh-huh. So it made me a better it made me a better server. I was going to I was going to mention that cuz cuz I you know I didn't want to assume you had ADHD but I I have ADHD and I was like wow it sounds a lot like me. So so uh it's pretty funny that that, that yeah that that's kind of a niche you can you can slip right into. Um and, and uh, yeah, and it, it's constantly engaging and exciting. So that makes a lot of sense. It actually translated. So I actually did. I was a teacher for a couple of years, too. And even when I was teaching full time, I still had other jobs on the side because, as we all know, in the United States, teachers don't make anywhere near the amount of money they should make. Uh-huh. So I, it, um, a lot of the same skills, ironically, that you need to be a really good server. You need to be a really good teacher, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. What are some of the commonalities you think in in like your um, approaches to to teaching and serving? Being able to manage people as if they're all twelve years old. <laughs> that yeah yeah. I mean, it, which I mean, yeah. that's what I would tell people. Like the difference between restaurants and uh, classrooms or and schools is the same thing. Nobody listens to you. Nobody follows directions, and everybody acts like everything is your fault, whether you have no control over it or not. And everybody acts like a big twelve-year-old. That makes the only difference is the kids are supposed to act that way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh huh. That makes too much sense. But it's the same. I mean, you have to have a good, you have to have a, an engaging personality. You have to be able to make people think you care. You have to be able to, you know, talk story or socialize with people off the, like off the top with no background information. You have to be able to learn how to get background information with people. You have to be able to convince them to do things that they might not necessarily know they want to do. Yeah. I mean, when you're in the restaurant, you're selling food and personality. In the classroom, you're selling the information and your personality. Yeah, very true. Yeah, the, 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 you know, those are two uh, professions I, I never really thought were, were that similar. But I, I think you put it in a, in a great way, especially with um, kind of the, the uh, late night Denny's crowd, you know, because, you know... Even if if they're mature, self actualized adults, you know, if they're if they're not feeling any pain after a night out, it's like yeah, they're gonna be acting like a, like like middle schoolers, anyways. Pretty much. So 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 yeah, um, Denny's was your first taste of that, and how long did you um, end up staying there? Oh, not long, like three months. Okay, but that's because I I had a kid, so and oh yeah, I moved yeah. her. I ended up moving around a lot, so that also contributed to my uh, job hopping. Gotcha. That makes sense too. Um, 
was it tough being pregnant and working like a an overnight shift, like doing very physical work? Um, at, the t- at the time, I was only nineteen, so I had all the energy in the world. Yeah. So, and I've always actually preferred working. I that's one of the things I did like about working in restaurants too was I worked evenings for the most part, so that. I like that schedule better because it gave me days to do the stuff that everybody else has to get done. Like, you know, go to the doctors, go to the grocery store, you know, run errands, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I could do that during the days while everyone else is working and then, then go to work. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm on the same page. I, you know, I, I, uh, I, I worked in hotels for a long, long time and I might be headed back there now, but, um, my, my favorite shift at the front desk of a hotel is the third shift for the very same reason. It's, it, it kind of gives you, gives you more freedom and, you know, during the day and, you know, places aren't as crowded if you have to go and, uh, you know, do, do chores or whatever. Um, so you kept on working at restaurants for you, right? You, you, that, that was kind of the beginning of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I started. So basically Denny's was like the first. And then once I got the taste anywhere I lived, I just would apply to restaurants. And then I started as the years went by, I started like working it like I would work breakfast places in the morning and then you know dinner places at night and then every time I tried to like improve the restaurant I did a lot of uh, new store openings like when they would build new restaurants I was one of the trainers that would go in and like teach people how to open that particular restaurant or be one of the people that open be one of the free- first people that worked in that restaurant gotcha. mm-hmm. and then I just started upscaling like I stopped going working at restaurants. The uh, one thing I learned is the more expensive the food, the better the money is going to obviously be. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you moved on from Denny's to to you know maybe some some uh, you know I guess maybe classier establishments. Eventually, it took it took years. It definitely took years. <laughs> and and. Uh, did you keep on working kind of uh, evenings and third shifts? You know, you mentioned you, you you started doing some morning shifts, so it was kind of like like you know whatever you could get. Well, it was more as um as my kid got older, I would have to work around his schedule. So when he was in school during the day, I would work during the day. That makes as sense. much as possible, but the money is always at night, so you'd have to work like a couple you know second shifts here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um. So so what. What are the notable, um, you know, crappy restaurants or bad work experiences that 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 you've had? Um, if you have any, you know, uh, ridiculous job hopping stories, quitting stories. Uh, so my my first two, if I had to say my top two worst restaurants that I would never ever work again, and thank God one of them doesn't even exist in Hawaii, <laughs> uh, Cracker Barrel and Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, okay, 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 yeah. I would never, ever, ever. Buffalo Wild Wings is the absolute worst job to ever have as a server. It's terrible, and Cracker Barrel was nothing but microaggressions and unconscious bias and racism left and right. Oh man, yeah, I I can imagine. Yeah, I I uh I've I've been to I mean I've been to both places quite a few times as I'm, you know, I, I live in New England, so they're all around me. Um but Buffalo Wild Wings especially, it, it seems like their their staff just like it's like whenever you go go back like a month or two later, it's just a whole whole new crew. It seems like the turnover is super high. Yeah, it's it's it, well. I mean, even the concept is is hard because you get people that come in, especially if they're coming in to watch sports games. They come in to watch the game, and that's cool and all. And even if they order food, I mean, they're gonna still gonna sit there for hours and hours and hours watching that game. They're not tipping more because they're sitting there for more hours. So you can go to the restaurant next door, and in the same time that you had one table of Buffalo Wild Wings, you can have three tables at a different place or yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, they're just kind of grazing and and focusing on the tv screen or whatever yeah that's a good point yeah you can't make money like that yeah yeah i know i mean makes sense and that's kind of i guess the um that is the fatal flaw of like the the sports bar i guess it's a really bad um you know bad outcome for for for, for the servers 
And I've had jobs where I've had to, I've quit in like high fashion, like just screaming bloody murder at people. I've had people say the most awful, awful things to me just because of the color of my skin. Then they think they can talk to a server any type of way. Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, and and I don't. I was never raised with the personality to tolerate that. So. Yeah, so 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 you're not taking it, and um, has has there ever been you know moments where where somebody says something really egregious to you, and then um, maybe management doesn't doesn't stand by you, or are you usually supported by by management? Uh, a lot of that depends on the um, racial makeup of the management team. To be honest, yeah. So I've definitely had managers that were like. Eh, it's no big deal because they don't understand what it's like to have to live with it day in and day out. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then I've had other ones that are like, um, absolutely not. This person's never going to step foot in our restaurant again. Yeah, I, you know, I feel like that's that should be kind of the bottom line. Like, I feel like if if um, if you're a manager, but I've, I mean, also, I've also had managers that state say that too. I mean, I can remember being what 18, 19 years old, and I had a manager that somebody else, a customer came in and did something completely stupid. And the manager turned to me and looked at me and said, why do all you black people expect everything to get handed to you? Oh my! Meanwhile, I was working three jobs and a single parent and going to school full time. And I was like, what do you mean? Expect things to get handed to me. And that was the end of that. That is ridiculous. I can't even, I mean, oh man. (laughs) So that, that, that's awful. I mean, it, it, it sucks because, like you know, you're you're in a position where you know you're you're serving people and 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 like you know obviously in in the last few decades I feel like the the customer is always right mentality has has really grown and become something like super uh, disgusting and and dangerous and and so they they just think they can talk to you like that. It's honestly, I wouldn't even say like a lot of people like to say recently, like that's a new phenomenon. Um, It's not. It's mm-hmm. really not. I I can remember being I what I'm 44 now. So I lived in Myrtle Beach over 15, 16 years ago, and I remember walking into walking up to a table and having a guy tell me right to my face. So you'll be happy to accept food stamps as your tip, right? Oh my God. I've had people argue with me about what nationality I am, what culture I am, ask me where I'm from, um, ask me who my people are, like, can they touch, the amount of people that think it's acceptable to touch me. Oh, that's, it's insane. So, yeah, so that was, that was always my struggle. I love working in restaurants and there are some people that are the best human beings in the world to wait on. And I feel honored to have met them. And then there are other ones that are just, will ruin a whole week. Yeah. Yeah. And make you, and they're there. It's like their goal is to make you feel terrible about yourself. Mm -hmm. So that was always the constant struggle of being in the restaurants like yes i like you know the money i like being able to say how much i make uh that how many people go to work every day and actually get to decide how much money they make yeah very few yeah yeah. so that was that was i had to i had to put up with all that bullshit to be able to have sorry i don't know if i can say that but i had to put up with all that to be able to have all those other things yeah and that's that's I mean that'll eat at you eventually too. So yeah, there's only so much you can take. So just find another job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that that's what you got to do if if like the clientele is is that that you know terrible. Um, so so you know you said that there have been moments where where you've gotten into kind of uh, kind of blowouts with with either the the uh, manager or the um, customer and like you know you've walked out um was there any fallout from those moments or or you just kind of moved on where you know i'm just kind of curious as, as to like how how that goes down no no because that that's one of the benefits of always having more than one job at one time yes so when yes. you yeah when you tell one job you know what to do with themselves you're still probably going to your other shift <laughs> later on that day yeah and, and and to be if you're a good if you're good at your job 
you can get a job within 24 hours. I mean, I've literally walked out of jobs and had a job replacing that exact same one before the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think, you know, it might not be possible for everybody, but if you're good at interviewing and, and you're likable enough and you have, or you, you, you can at least BS enough experience, you know, I, I, you know, do think you can get away with that, which, which is cool. But, um, one thing that I've kind of learned from starting this podcast is, is yeah, the benefit of having multiple income streams, which is, is so huge. Cause, cause yeah, if, if like one of the jobs is, is like really driving you crazy and you feel like you can't do it anymore, then you, you're, you're not solely reliant on it. You have other, other streams of income that make it a lot easier to, um, you know, change and move on. And I've never, I mean, I've started working when I was 16 and I never had a problem getting jobs. Keeping them, yes, that's, that's one thing. But, <laughs> Different story. But I can, get, I, you know, I can get a job any day of the week. So I have, I have a lot of things that work for me in that aspect. So it helped when I was like, yeah, I'm not going to take, I'm not, I'm not taking anyone's BS for anything. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that, you know, that's eventually probably what prompted you to, uh, strike out on your own and, and build your own business. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I feel, I honestly feel bad for every single person that had any kind of struggle during COVID. But for me, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. So, so give me a rundown for, you know, building up to COVID where you were, um, working and, and headspace and then kind of what, what, what shifted for you during COVID that kind of let you be able to, um, you know, do something new. Uh, so right before COVID, I was actually working two restaurants at a time. I was working a morning in a very small, like 10 seat cafe with probably one of the best bosses I've ever had in my entire life. This man was amazing. And then I was also working nights at a famous landmark restaurant in the middle of Waikiki. And that was one of the most worst, stressful, annoying, frustrating, terrible jobs I've ever had in my life. Oh no. At the same, yeah, they're both happening at the same time <laughs> right before covid hit and it just so happened that covid came at a perfect time um obviously lost my job at both restaurants uh, one has reopened i think they have tool retooled a little bit uh -huh. but i'm not 100 sure and the terrible one has closed permanently which it was way past time for that yeah yeah so that was great um and then when COVID hit, obviously, like a lot of people, I was able to access the unemployment. Um, I did get a little frustrated because people were talking about how, like, oh, people on unemployment are making so much more money. And I wasn't. Because I had two jobs, I was actually making a good portion less, mm. even with the extra money. The difference was I was saving money because I wasn't spending it on gas or parking fees or replacing my shoes or buying new pens or yeah, yeah. any of that nonsense Absolutely. so my friend and i actually decided to um use the, since we had the time we decided to uh start doing something for the local community because if you know anything about hawaii we have one of the highest houseless populations in the country uh -huh. and a very small space to have that in and so we started um collecting donations of like the travel size uh, shampoos and conditioners and all that and making hygiene bags and then we would go make lunches so we'd uh, buy bread and meat and all that kind of stuff and drinks and snacks and we'd make lunch and hygiene bags and every couple of weeks we'd go into the neighborhoods and go hand them out wow to yeah that's great and we were doing it for a while, and then after a while, even with, you know, the unemployment, we still had to pay our rent and stuff. Sure. And we realized that we were spending a lot more money than, um, <laughs> obviously, we weren't making anything. We were doing it for free. So we had to, like, come up with another source of income. So I had happened to see a company, actually, in Mexico on Instagram that was doing uh, beachside picnics. And I just happened to scroll through my feed, and I saw it, and it was super cute. And I was like, hmm, I can do that. So I put, I spent 30 days and I put that together and all of a sudden, you know, I launched and I've been doing that ever since. And then the idea behind it when I started was to use a portion of the proceeds, obviously besides paying my rent, to uh, continue doing the community work. 
That's great. Yeah, that that's. I mean, you know, it's cool. Uh, one that that you know you kind of had the the, the time to to kind of figure that out because you know if you're working two jobs, I mean, even if you wanted to strike out on your own, you wouldn't. There's no time. To, I wouldn't have had. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have had the time. Exactly. Yeah, and and I mean, even cooler that that it's kind of. Uh, you know, born out of, uh, doing something, helping your community. And, and, uh, so, so yeah, I think that's, that's, uh, really great. Um, what are some of the challenges that, that you've kind of faced going from, you know, working two or three jobs a year, uh, working for all kinds of people to kind of, you know, one, having more control over, uh, who you work for, but, you know, two, kind of having more responsibility and, and, you know, more stress, I guess. Um, in some areas, it's really, really great because all the things that I hated about working in other people's restaurants, I now get to control and be in charge of <laughs> and yeah, all yeah. the decisions, you know, all I was in restaurants, I was known as a really, really good trainer. Like if you could train with me and survive, basically, <laughs> you'd be a really good server. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you, I can't control your personality. I can just train you on how to work. Sure, sure. So that I, I'm good at being in charge um some of the challenges were you know things that i never bothered to do in other people's restaurants like keeping control of costs and you know at marketing and all that kind of stuff but other than that i mean it's the best job ever i went from one of the things i i did right when covid hit because obviously at the time was i started adding up about how many people i talked to every day and between two restaurants and the number came to around 320 wow every single day 320 people most of them hangry around <laughs> heat and food yeah yeah that's a lot of people and personalities and energy and that's that's too much absolutely yeah that's that's a lot of <laughs> now now i have maybe my biggest picnic is maybe 10 people yeah, that, uh, but I did, I cut out the middleman instead of turning all that money over to the restaurant that I was making the restaurant thousands of dollars every day. Like I'm a really good server. I can sell anything, especially in a restaurant. If I like the food, oh, I can sell the shit out of that food. Yeah. So I would have the highest checks and the highest guest average and all that money was going straight to the restaurant and I was getting maybe on a good day 17 percent after my tip outs if everyone tipped 20 percent so i'm getting 17 percent of thousands of dollars now i have one table and instead of obviously it's not thousands but the cost for that table i don't have to turn it over to somebody else i'm not building somebody else's dream anymore yeah i know i think that's that's a really great point because you're you're absolutely right i yeah i mean i mean the that's the the truth of it all is when you are you know a wage worker and you're working for a company like that it's i mean you might be getting paid you might be getting paid enough to survive but the percentage that that you're making for your company for other people is way way bigger than what you're getting paid it's like there's always uh, uh an imbalance by necessity so so being able to take that into your own hands and and kind of making what what you are worth and what you're actually earning is is awesome I, I like it much better. That's the best job I've ever had. I made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's that that's oh, really yeah. cool. Um, what what are some of the differences in in like the the clientele or the guests or the functions between you know working at at, a, at different kinds of restaurants and kind of doing your own thing and and what are some of the challenges that go along with that? I guess. Um, the, the clientele actually is easier here is doing it myself because one, I only have one, maybe two tables a day. Um, and they're all happy. Everyone, nobody comes. I mean, think about it. You got to be a mad ass human being to come to a cute picnic where somebody did all the work for you in Hawaii. No yeah, less. Absolutely. So in a restaurant, people just bring all their nonsense with them. Yeah, yeah. And they, they don't and they don't they don't appreciate 
they don't actually appreciate anything, but at the picnic, they appreciate everything. Like they realize somebody did all this. They made all the food. They made, they brought all the decorations, you know, they took all the cute pictures. That's another, that's a great thing. I hated taking pictures of people in restaurants. They were so rude about it here. I love doing my own business. I love taking people's pictures. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, I guess it's a whole different game because because yeah like from the get-go it's like a special event and every and people are excited and it's it's um and and you know restaurants i feel like are are kind of taken for granted like oh yeah we'll just go out to to eat tonight whatever i had a shitty day at work so i'm gonna you know i'm gonna yell at the waitress whatever like it's you know two two very different environments yep um, very, very much so. Uh, the other one is proposals. Actually, I was thinking about that the other day because I did three wedding proposals that just this past week. Oh my god! In a restaurant, I hated because I worked nice restaurants like fine dining. Yeah, yeah I yeah. hated doing proposals there because there were so many times you could see on the person getting proposed to, like everything about their body language was screaming <laughs> no. But the pressure from all strangers at a pick people are just in their own little world so it's just the two of them that there might be people you know at the beach or the park or whatever but they're not standing around waiting to see yeah yeah that that's a that's a true because because i'm sure you know at, at higher end restaurants it's it's uh comes with a lot of pressure when when you're being proposed to and you have a whole restaurant staring at you and uh yeah i mean it's just not what you expect and it's no effort yeah. too yeah, like it's not. How hard is it to bring a ring to a restaurant and be like, "Will you marry me?" There's a whole lot more effort that goes into like contacting someone for a picnic and you know deciding what kind of colors you want or what food you want. You know, there's a lot more work and yeah. thought that goes into a picnic than definitely just a regular restaurant. Definitely more more uh, thought and creativity and um, you know heart put into it, which is which yeah, which makes all the difference. Uh, well, that, that's that's really awesome. I'm I'm happy you kind of found your way out, and and uh, you know I, I I think it's cool to kind of know what what you're good at, and um, you know whatever industry that 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 you thrive in, and then kind of just like doing something that that makes it work for you. Um, and I think it's a it's a tough thing to do. So so I am happy that 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 you made it work. Um, Going Thanks. back to to kind of when you were in in the trenches working out at, at uh, the restaurants and you know you were in a uh, uh, an environment that you that that you didn't like maybe you just uh, you know bad coworkers you know bad guests you just felt like you you needed to leave what was your way to deal with uh, that miserable work environment you know how did you cope. Um, so I, one, I never take it like at home once I, what happens at the restaurant? I don't really care after I leave. Like, I don't care. I don't care about those people. (laughs) Like, I'm there to get paid. I'm not trying to, I did that. And when I was younger, I made that mistake, like going into restaurants and thinking we're all family. And some of those people I actually still am really close to, but once I got older, it was, "Mm -mm, we're here to work. Yeah. And I don't, I also and not the type of person that I'm not absorbing other people's stuff. So if you're giving me a hard time, I'm giving you that same energy right back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so that's that, that would, that contributed to a lot of job changes. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure. And, and, you know, at, at the restaurants that I've worked at, th- that's like one of the first things they, they say to you is, is, Oh yeah, we're a family here. You know, it's, it's kind of a, a good atmosphere. We we really care for each other and help each other out and all that. And that sounds so nice and and, and lovely on the outset. But um, that's I mean, a huge red flag. It's a, it <laughs> is. It's a flag. huge red flag. Yeah, that, that's how they kind of rope you in. And like you said, that like sometimes it is true. Like I've I've had you know environments where where that that is actually true. And I and, and I I was very close with all my coworkers, management and stuff, and it was great. But um, 
but but yeah it's it's just kind of a an excuse like a manipulation tactic to to get you to work harder than than you should (laughs) for sure yeah Um, and restaurants don't follow i mean restaurants don't follow rules like other industries like there's no breaks Mm -hmm. especially like when in serving and chain restaurants and fine dining like you don't get 30 minute breaks those things no. don't exist. Yeah, no, I mean, th- yeah, th- there, there's exemptions for them, and, and it's it's the same in uh, like in the hotel industry too, because you got to be at the front desk, you know, twenty four seven. So it's yep. yeah, it's like the, these built in exemptions, and it's it's like yeah, I mean, I'm I'm as I'm standing for for eight hours or however many hours your shift is, and I mean, in restaurants, obviously, it's like there's no end in sight. I don't know. <laughs> Like, like oh, lunch ended, but then my the the uh, night shift called off, so they want me to stay. It's like, oh man, it can be brutal. Well, and it's super hard on your body too, because I mean, people that work in like offices or that don't move too much don't understand what it's like to run at top speed, basically yeah. for hours and hours and mm-hmm. hours and hours and no break. Yeah, no. I mean, you're you're kind of just going, 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 and then at the, at the end of the day, it's like, wow, I am exhausted. Like, yeah, of course you're exhausted. You've been running like a, you know, wild animal the entire day, and and uh, it it takes a toll on your body for sure. And I think that's kind of, you know, I was talking with um another guest earlier um about you know that that's kind of that stress and that kind of um energy that that chaotic energy is kind of like why a lot of people in the service industry do do end up you know dabbling in in you know drugs and and you know leaving on alcohol and it's it's just kind of that's it's 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 the nature of the industry oh there the things that i have seen over the years in restaurants between drugs and mental illness and yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I noticed a trend for a few years. It was like every restaurant I started to work at had someone with some type of an eating disorder. Mm, yeah. And that was always like, mm, you have an eating disorder and you work in a restaurant around food. I know. Okay. It's, it's, it's such a sad predicament. It's like, oh man like it's it just this may i mean everyone's different but it's like oh maybe this is not the best environment for you and it's it's no no yeah that's sad and And that's part of why so many people with with that like to drink or like to smoke or have actual drug addictions or like to party and that's part of the reason why restaurants attract that is because the environment is toxic so it just feeds into it and you know, it's hard when you have to deal with that all like, like I said, when you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of people and personalities every day and heat and anger and yeah, it's, that's hard to deal. Like most people don't deal with that all day, every day. Yeah, I know you're, you're spot on. And, and, and that's kind of why it takes a toll on, you, you know, working at a restaurant for a few years, it, it like, you know, kind of ages your body because, because you're just kind of putting it through you know rigorous physical you know trauma just just by you know the constant wear and tear um and and the mental pressure of like always being on a time crunch and always trying to to meet the mark and uh you know make make the managers happy and all that it's it's uh it it does add up and and i i honestly think that you know servers like like people who have been serving for decades and and are still like peppy and and awesome (laughs) and killing it like that that's a that that's like a miracle like like that like like you know you were born it is it is that's that's why i had to that's why i say covid was the best thing because i had to get out there was no i was gonna yeah you were gonna be a (laughs) lifer it was on the edge like (laughs) yeah um so let's see um now taking all all of this way and and it, it seems like you're kind of might be there already you might be at this point already because it seems like you have figured a lot of things out but um you know what would your life look like if you didn't need to work and all of your needs were met 
I, I, I honestly, if, I always tell people, if I was super, super rich, I would buy tiny houses in every city that I love, and I would just <laughs> go visit them, basically. Like, oh, I'm feeling the beach for a couple weeks, so let's go there until whenever, and... That's and let's awesome, go to our cabin it. in the woods. And yeah, that's what my life would look like. And I would probably, and every time I would just, my big thing is giving back to the community. Um, when I moved to Hawaii, because obviously I'm not Hawaiian, I have no Hawaiian blood, uh, but this is Hawaiian land. And I'm very much aware that I am a visitor in another country, regardless of how people think about Hawaii being a state. Yeah, yeah. So... I have had opportunities that I very much appreciate. So I, I give, believe very much in giving back to the community that has supported me. Um, like, for example, I'm having a huge party in two weeks where I'm inviting all these small businesses, local small businesses and the community to come and basically just celebrate the fact that I've managed to do this for two years. And that's awesome. You know, I, that's, that's my big thing is like, pouring back into the same community that has poured into me no matter where yeah no i think i i I think that's really important like you know that's kind of the um issue with with these major corporations coming in and and you know rooting out all of the people who who have been you know living and working here and, and and building businesses for years so so yeah it's cool to kind of build something um from the ground up and kind of give back to that area i think that's that's really great um, and that's my big that's my big like thing with my the company I started too that a lot of people appreciate is everything there's there's lots of fancy picnics if you look it up like it's a huge it's become a huge industry the idea of doing picnics I've seen picnic companies all the way in Uganda like all over the wow. world and they do fancy fancy picnics and uh, I don't have access to a lot of those same resources because I refuse to ship anything onto the island so mine is all about being sustainable like it already has to be here for me to be able to use it because i don't want to bring anything else in we're a small island and we don't have a lot of land so yeah no i've i've i i i've heard a lot of those um you know struggles with you know people you know coming to hawaii and and just kind of uh, you know, I, I you know, I guess kind of not not respecting the the uh, people who who have lived there and and understanding the culture and just kind of like using it as their their playground to make money or whatever. So it's it's uh, that's that's awesome that 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 you're kind of um, taking a principled stance, I guess, uh, in you know, in supporting and respecting your surroundings. I, I mean, I think a lot of businesses don't even they they don't have a regard for that whatsoever. Well, and that was something I learned during COVID too. So I learned during COVID I was unhirable after that because when I did try, I did try for a little bit toward the end is be like, maybe I should get a job. Mm. And before I started this and I started asking them, you know, so what did you do for the company or for the community during, you know, the last year and a half? Like what changes have you implemented to, you know, take care of your staff? What did you do for the staff and the community? And most interviews didn't go well after that <laughs> that's an awesome question to ask it's like all right we're gonna rip the mask off here <laughs> yeah yeah so that's, i yeah. yeah i learned i learned i became unhirable <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome unhirable in the best way um jamie before we wrap things up are, are there any um stories or or any things that we didn't touch upon that that, that you wanted to uh talk about i know it's 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 a lot, you know, you've, 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 you know, definitely, um, you know, run the gamut on, on, uh, restaurants. So if there's anything that I'm missing, you know, feel I, did, to... I did have some, I do want to say I did have some excellent, excellent restaurant experiences and I'm overall, even with all the bad, I'm still appreciative of the good because it all made me more successful in what I'm doing now like all the negative just kind of pushed me more and all the positive just you know kept me feeling good in the meantime like, yeah 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 so yeah. I've had I've had some great managers like I've had interviews and people like just hi- hired me off my smile and I'm still friends with them 10 years later yeah like people that really pushed me to be my best absolutely I yeah, know it's all part of 
your story and, and it's kind of, you know, made you who you are. And, um, I mean, I, you know, for, for all that I rail against, you know, the, the crappy companies I worked for, whether in hotels or, uh, restaurants or, you know, whatever other industries I've dabbled in, it's, I mean, you will get the the people that that really go to bat for you and really care about their employees and and it's um that that's a very rare thing i feel like and you got to like grab onto it and really appreciate it cuz it it doesn't last forever and it's 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 exceedingly rare yeah sorry about the background noise <laughs> oh it's all good it's all good um but yeah and and uh so before we we uh, wrap up are, is there anything that you want to plug or anything you want to shout out um not, uh yeah i do i can plug stuff that's cool you can plug so yeah um, follow my instagram at oahu premier picnics um and my assistant who is my absolute lifesaver and is learned she went through the exact same we went through the exact same things together and we found each other and lifesaver uh her is just dd's services okay I I will um, link link all that in the uh, show notes. So so if listeners are curious, or or perhaps you're in Hawaii and you're in the you know looking for someone to put on a picnic for you, I I I, I can't think of a better uh, person or company to reach out to. Yeah, thank you, thank you, appreciate. Yeah, and 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 hey, let's let's uh, let's let's talk again um, sometime down the road and and uh, get an update. Sure. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks again, Jamie. I really appreciate your time. Uh, have a good rest of your night and good luck with, with all your future endeavors. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. And there you have it, folks. Uh, once again, a big thank you to Jamie for taking the time out to chat with me. Um, I think she had a really cool story. Um, all of her links are in the show notes. So if you're interested in what she is doing there in Hawaii, please, please check her out. Um, if you are a job jumper and you want to be on the program, if you want to chat with me, please get in touch. It is jobjumperspod at gmail.com or you can hit me up on social media. We are at jobjumperspod at both Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Connor Clockwise on both Twitter and Instagram. You can feel free to DM me. However you want to get in touch, just get in touch because I want to hear from you. Um, But most importantly, folks, keep on jumping.